We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We were not expecting to be here today. We thought right now we would be at Yulman Stadium in New Orleans, Louisiana, but Hurricane Ida had other intentions. Just happy we're playing football at all. Just happy that our friends at Tulane University are in a position where they feel like the right thing to do is to play a football game today. Free play here, Tulane offsides, deep shot down the middle. Mims caught it, 25, breaks free. To the 15, 10 at the race, five guys, pylon, marvelous, Marvin Mims. Williams has it, he'll run it right side, a la Belldozer, he's in, touchdown. Brooks up the middle, touchdown, Kennedy Brooks. Pratt fumbled the snap, it's loose, Benito's got it, it's a turnover. Snap, he'll tuck it, wants to run, got loose, ball's loose, fumble, recovered by the Sooner. Tackler has a blocker. Hazelwood makes a man miss. Wow. Reaches for the pylon. Touchdown! Wow! Three-man rush. Hit as he throws. Balls loose. Bouncing around. A 
the Sooner Sports Network. From Learfield, live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, this is Sooner Sports Talk, presented by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. And by Riverwind Casino, still the one. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. We traded out a All-American and Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year for a Butkus Award winner. Please welcome the best color analyst in America, Teddy Lehman, everybody. Why don't we diversify the position a little bit, man? Going heavy linebacker this Love week. Love it. Let's go. We are going heavy linebacker this week. Uh, welcome, everybody. 40-35 to 35 OU over Tulane on Saturday. Lincoln will be alongside in the next segment, opening segment, brought to you by Noble McIntyre, McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all your personal injury needs. What are we to think about what happened on Saturday, Ted? I was hoping you were going to tell me. No. <laughs> no? That's why you make the big bucks, my friend. Oh, man. Well, there's a, there's a lot. Obviously, it's... It wasn't just across the board great. It wasn't across the board bad. There was, there was a little bit of both, which I think is a good thing. You know, sometimes whenever you've got some issues, some underlying things there, it's good to expose them early. And as a coaching staff, you can say, see what we've been telling you, see what we've been trying to emphasize with you guys, and you can try and fix those problems now before they can really cost you later. So... I think there is a little bit there to, to look at and say, I'm kind of glad this this happened. But, you know, there was there was a lot of good in there. You see these guys running defense, had some takeaways. Uh, we rotated a bunch of guys through. Pressure on the quarterback was, was really, really good. Um, need to get better defending the run, some on the defensive line. Here you see the offense get going. Mario Williams, young kid, had a great day. Look at that. That's that's great right there. Reggie Grimes getting there, uh, sack fumble. Um, so I, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. But, yeah, there's some bad. And, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. What was Early, the most concerning thing for you? Uh, I, I think defensively the most concerning thing was some of the, the blown coverages and missed adjustments on the back end. That's something that we haven't seen in a while. Um and for whatever reason, they got us crossed up on quite a few things, had guys out of place. We had free runners going down the field that we really hadn't seen before. Um, you know, I, I thought that in the running game defensively, we got pushed off the ball uh, quite a bit by Tulane, and, and that should, just shouldn't happen whenever we got what a lot of folks consider to be one of the best defensive lines in the country, myself included. Um, offensively, I think it was the running game. I thought pass protection for Rattler was pretty good for the most part. Um, you know, he had an efficient day. His accuracy wasn't what we're used to, and, and he did did have some bad interceptions there. But really, o Oklahoma's offense all comes from the running game. A lot of people know us for our passing game, and we put up big passing numbers, but it all starts with the run. That's where the play action comes from. That's where the one-on-ones on the outside for those explosive plays happen. That's how Lincoln really starts to set up his offense for, for big moments later in the game 
by establishing a bunch of these different run concepts early, and we didn't get it blocked up good enough up front. And I expect that to come around. Uh, you know, listening to Gabe talk about it, he he said the same thing. They like the pieces with their offensive line. They just got to kind of figure out where each guy is going to play. And once they settle on that, I think there's going to be some big growth from that offensive line. All right, we're going to take a timeout. We'll have Lincoln Riley on the other side. If you've got questions for Coach tonight, you can tweet us, the Academy Sports and Outdoors inbox, at OU on the air or at T-Row OU. Lincoln Riley joins us next. Cornerstone Television Partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OGND, and Coca-Cola. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the best place to gear up for game day is shop.soonersports.com. Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Bud Light, it's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Homeland, your homegrown advantage. Proud sponsor of Sooner Athletics. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. All right, welcome back. Toby and Teddy with you. We're at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue on this Tuesday night. OU Western Carolina coming up primetime, 6 o'clock this Saturday on Owen Field. Lincoln Riley joins us in just a second. While we're waiting, here's a look at our Big 12 report presented by Kincaid Coach Lines, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Go to KincaidCoach.com for more information. What jumped out at you in week one, Ted? Well, Kansas State looked really good. I, I don't know how good Stanford is, but, boy, they went out and handled business. Uh, defense looked really good. Texas had a nice little showing. Uh, Iowa State, I think they were looking forward to that Iowa game that they got coming up this week, and that's going to be a big one. That'll be a fun one. It is time now to go live over to the Switzer Center where we are joined by the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. Please welcome Lincoln Riley, everybody. Howdy, coach. How are you doing tonight, coach? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing good. Great to have you with us again. We really appreciate it. 40 to 35, the final. Let's talk a little about the season opening win over Tulane. You've had three days now to look back. What did you like? What did you not like? Oh, like just about everything. Uh, after the uh, first two possessions uh, of the game throughout the, the rest of the half, um, and then didn't like anything really in the second half until the, the last two possessions. So it was, uh, yeah, certainly a tell of two halves. Uh, didn't, didn't start well. I think we guys forcing things, I think trying to make a little too much happen, maybe a little too amped um, in the beginning. And then as the game went on, we, we settled in, played really well uh, into the first quarter, back half of the first quarter, all the second quarter, we were dominant. Um, yeah, and then I think, I honestly, you know, looking back on it, we, we were a totally different team in the second half. I think our guys assumed the game was over, or all of a sudden felt like it was going to be easy, lost our edge, lost our focus, and uh, give Tulane credit. They, they made us pay, and uh, we had to obviously bow up at the end. We had to get a stop and uh, run out the clock, and we were able to do both those things and secure the win, but uh, certainly didn't play up to our standard uh, or really anywhere close to it in the second half. So some 
plenty, plenty to get you excited, uh, but also clearly a lot that, that we've got to really work on. And, and uh, it's, it's a good time to be able to push the guys and go get it. Was there any, I mean, openers are always difficult for a bunch of different reasons. Um, but was there anything that you saw that, like, not panicked, but you're like, oh, my gosh, this is, this is something that's really troubling? Or is it all stuff that you guys can look at on film and say, totally correctable, we've got the players, we've got the, the mentality to fix all these things? Oh, yeah, 100% that. I mean, I think, and, and listen, I don't want to, I know sometimes these things go, and, and you sit there and act like the other team didn't do good things. And, I mean, Tulane played well, and, and the quarterback played fantastic. Uh, he threw the ball. Think he's sore well. this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, to take all the hits, make the throws he made, he was he was fantastic. But it gets so many of our mistakes and so many of the plays were, were self-inflicted errors uh, in that second half. And, again, it's just a group that just didn't have its edge, didn't have our edge physically, didn't have our edge mentally, um, just – busted and didn't do a lot of things well that we did so well throughout the first half. And so, I mean, when, when you do that, that's, you, you give, you open up a door for a team to, to make plays on you. And, and we did. And uh, so it, it just, no, it's definitely correctable, but you got to go do it. You know, just, just because it's correctable doesn't mean it's just going to happen. You know, we've got to, you know, we've had to identify those, the, the, the issues we've had to address it. Uh, which we're in the process of doing, and then our our team and coaches, everybody have to respond, and that's uh, that'll be our challenge. We'll we'll see we'll see uh, kind of what we're made of and how we handle it. That leads me right into what I was going to ask. I would assume every team responds differently to coaching early in the week. Anyway, it's Tuesday right now. How has the team responded to the corrections you're trying to make? Uh, they're doing they're doing well. I mean, it's uh, it's not been a comfortable week. Um, I could, I could tell you that much. It's not been comfortable for anybody, anybody in the building, as it shouldn't be. So, uh, but to, you know, when you get out of your comfort zones, when you tend to improve. So we're uh, we're having a, a couple out of body experiences this week, and we'll see where it puts us. All right, <laughs> we um, we had Curtis Lofton on with us, former Sooner, great linebacker, uh, in the last hour for the huddle, and we asked him to ask you a question tonight. So let's cue that up now. Here's Curtis's question for you tonight, Coach. Hey, Lincoln, Curtis Lofton here. Uh, my question for you is, how can we as a team finish people off in the second half and take away their life? Uh, I love it. Yeah, have more players like Curtis uh, is, is a good start. Um, yeah, play like we did against Florida. You know, we, we have. We've, we've put ourselves in that position a lot. We've had some games. We've done a fantastic job over the years of doing it. We've obviously have had several games you know, where we haven't. And I think, you know, I, I think so much about it for us is, is mentality. Uh, I do. I, I think I, I always circle back to that. I mean, it's, you know, human nature tells you that, all right, I go play well in the beginning of the game. I get a lead, which, you know, we've been able to do a lot. And that's, that, that's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to get a lead on anybody. And then, I've had success, and then is my success is my mentality therefore kind of based on the scoreboard, or it's gone well, or all of a sudden I think it's going to be easy, or can I keep that edge? Uh, games where we've been able to maintain that edge, typically we've maintained, if not, and typically extended the lead. Um, games where we have not maintained our edge, uh, 
we've had teams that that have made runs on us, and a lot of that you get a team. I mean, Tulane was a perfect example. All of a sudden, you know, they're in four down territory. Uh, you got to defend more plays. They 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 take more chances, and if you're not on your game, it, it can it can turn quickly. And so uh, now we've we've. Uh, you know, it's it's a position we've been fortunate to be in a lot. Not fortunate, we've worked hard and we've played good football to put ourselves in positions there quite a bit. And uh, it's something that for this team right now that, that we need to learn and we need to be better with. You know, a lot of times whenever we look at openers or early season games, when you've got a big advantage over an opponent, like the scoreboard may be like totally lopsided at the end of the game. And, and, you know, to the outside world, it looks like, oh, they just killed him. But there's always like a ton of things on the film that you have to really go in and zero in on. And, and you know, there, there may be some bad things there. So whenever you look at maybe this game and some other openers, is it week one to week two? I mean, a lot of people say that that's the biggest jump. Has that been the case for you that you always go back from an opener and look at some things and then you drill it, you emphasize it, whatever it is, and then week two – you find yourself with a different team. Is, has that been the case for you? No question. No question. That's a great point. I mean, I think, and, and as the rules have changed more and more um, as far as, like, what you can do in practice, I think I think you know in a way, maybe in some ways, a little bit less about your teams going into that first one, and you probably learn more from that first game. Um, and and so it's a, it is, it's a great test. It's a great uh, snapshot of – you know, what you currently do well and what you currently need to do better. And then I think the best teams, everybody's going to have stuff to work on after the first one. Like you said, sometimes the scoreboard, you know, reflects that you didn't do a lot of things well. Sometimes it doesn't, but there's always a million corrections. You're exactly right. And I think the best teams find a way to really identify those, put in the work necessary to, to, to make improvements. And then it continually shows up more and more throughout the year. And, that's something we've prided ourselves on. I mean, I think over the last several years, you know, we have drastically improved as a team as the seasons have gone on. And we've obviously got our opportunity to do this, and this team's going to get its chance, and hopefully we'll take advantage of it. You were talking in your press conference today about playing four quarters. You used an interesting uh, phrase. You said we were too circumstantial. I assume part of that is playing with a big lead, but I'll j drill down on that a bit. What do you mean by being too circumstantial? You can honestly insert any circumstance in there you want. If it's outside of us playing our standard for four quarters, then it's wrong. Um, you know, it can be you got a lead. It could be the whole world thinks you should win by 50 points. It could be it's hot outside. It could be, you know, there weren't many people in the stands the second half. It could, I mean, it, it, put whatever you want there. Um, it still doesn't equal what we're trying to accomplish here. And so for, you know, for our team, it's, you know, the making the point that, you know, we don't care what the circumstances are. This is the way we play when we play football, period. And nothing else affects it. Nothing changes that. And yeah, you're fighting outside noise. You're fighting human nature. I mean, you're, you're fighting a lot of things. That's not an easy thing to do. Humans don't, don't do that just on their own. It, it's, you got to really have a common goal, and you got to have uh, a bunch of guys really pushing in the same direction. So, um, uh, no, it's it's. Uh, I think it's a it's a total mentality thing. And uh, if ours will shift to playing four quarters the way we're capable of, and what we, you know, you just saw some glimpses of the other day, then then we could have a good football team. 
All right, we'll start hitting some of your fan questions when we come back. We got the Butkus Brain Teaser coming up as well. We need a timeout, though, here at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. More with Lincoln Riley next. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. Academy Sports and Outdoors. Get your officially licensed Sooners gear at Academy Sports and Outdoors, preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Lincoln Riley Show. We're at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. Teddy Lehman, Toby Rowland. We're joined by Lincoln Riley. We're going to start hitting the Academy inbox in just a second. Uh, Coach, I wanted to ask you about your quarterback. Uh, what was your assessment of how Spencer played in game one on Saturday? Oh, I kind of like the whole team. You know, he had some, he did some really, really good things. Um, you know, he had a couple of, a couple of mental mistakes. I uh, had one on the second play of the game. Um, had a couple in the second half that, that, wish, that wish we had back. Um, but, you know, he made a lot of plays like he typically does. Um, you know, made a lot of really, really nice throws. Uh, so, you know, it was... He, he played. He played. He played okay. You know, he played. He can play a lot better. He's obviously, I think, going to need to play better. Will play a lot better and, and cleaner. Um, so a few of the mistakes. It, when you play really, really well, it doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. But a lot of times, you make mistakes that you can afford to make. You know, and that don't hurt your team. And it's a, a mistake is a throwaway or or something that's not a. You know, a huge game-changing play. Um, his good plays were fantastic, and there was a, again, there was a lot of them. Uh, but uh, got to clean up the mistakes. Um, got to kind of those lower-level plays have got to be better. So um, he'll he'll respond and, and uh, you know and improve. And again, there's a lot of things out there that I really liked. What do you think about the young guys? Had a, had a bunch of young guys playing out there, both sides of the ball. Mario Williams. Uh, Clayton Smith had a had a fumble recovery. Um, did you get what you expected out of that group? Yeah, I thought, I thought for the most part they handled it well. You know, I thought some of the defensive guys that played, uh, the young guys, you know, Gilliam, um, you mentioned Clayton, Danny Stutzman, Latrell McCutcheon. I thought some of those guys, uh, uh, Ethan Downs, um, I thought some of those guys showed up and did some some really exciting things. Um, you know, I didn't feel like the moment was too big for any of them. And then uh, you mentioned – you know Mario and a couple other guys offensively that that, that did as well. So yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a good group. It's uh, there's definitely some some several first year contributors in there, and uh, I think as this season goes on, I think several more will continue to to rise up and get opportunities and be ready for them because there's we've got quite a few young guys on the practice field making plays for us, and, and it's just a matter of time. You ever play uh, 31 guys on defense before in a game? We probably have not. Maybe one that was that was uh, that was uh, that competitive. So no, it was good. It was great to, to play that many guys. We got looks at a lot of guys. Um, you know, again, it's will that happen again? I, I don't know. Uh, I think part of it is that that first game again. You're kind of trying to find out what you have. 
uh, and I think we learned a lot about, about several of our guys. So um, it's going to continue to get more competitive to get on the field, but that's how it should be as the, as the season kind of goes on and certainly as you get ready to get into conference play. All right, it's time for tonight's Academy Sports and Outdoors. Question for you from an Academy Sports employee. Here's tonight's question. Hey, Coach, are you a fan of the transfer portal and the way it's structured? <laughs> the hardcore question. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this answer. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, oh, there's, there's, there's parts of it that are good. There's parts of it I don't really care for. Um, but you got to kind of take the good with the bad and the bad with the good. And that's, that's what we have right now. So it's a, you know, obviously there's, there's some, some guys across the country, whether it's guys that have come here, guys that have left, that it's been a, a positive thing for, um, I, I do think players should be able to, to transfer, um, you know, if, if they do choose, I, I think, I think we should have more regulations around it. I think, you know, there, there, in my opinion, it should be an academic component. I mean, I think there's, I think you ought to have to earn the right to do it, in my opinion. Um, so uh, it's it's new enough that, that I think we'll continue to, to maybe figure out what's going good with it and what's not going good. Uh, you just kind of hate it for the game when you any day you go look in the portal and you see over a thousand names in there. You know, you're just like, man, it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 good for some, but I, I don't know that the system's exactly where it needs to be right now. We, we had some guys out there, transfer portal guys. Conjo got the start at center. Uh, Eric Gray had quite a few touches there in, in the backfield. Key Lawrence over there on the defensive side. First look at those guys in some action, OU uniform. What'd you think? I thought, that, thought for the most part they played pretty well. You know, Conjo played, uh, I thought Conjo played well, handled it well at center, um, did a good job. Uh, Eric was solid, uh, close to popping a couple. He had a couple of his best runs were some of the dirty runs when, when it wasn't um, as clean as, as it could have or should have been. Uh, I thought Mike Woods made a couple of plays. Obviously, wanted that, that last one at the end that would have you know, you know, further separated us in the game, but I thought he did a lot of really, really good things. Uh, Key was good. Key was physical. Um, he had the one fourth down play that he needed to be way more aggressive on. But other than that, I thought he played a pretty good game for us. So, uh, no, I think the transfers were, you know, were, were positive. I mean, you could tell those guys, even the first the guys that were just in college one year before they came, you, you could tell, you know, still the difference between those guys that have been in it and, and some of our true freshmen who still did good things, but you could still tell it was their first game too. So, um, no, I think we're happy with – with the start for those guys and expect a, a lot more going forward. Did the Big 12 agree with you on the uh, Eric Gray targeting call? I hadn't got, I hadn't had a chance to check it yet. They probably have already sent it in, but we, we've been uh, plowing through here today, so I'm sure I'll see it tonight. Yeah, while we're here, we'll wait for it. <laughs> no. uh, Twitter, Aaron Bighorse asks, if you were granted one do-over in your coaching career, how would you use it? I'm assuming he means one play do-over. It's tough one. In my whole career. Your whole, whole career, career, yeah. Boy. Maybe, Maybe it was, it was as a player, player at Mule Shoot. You know that interception yeah, that's what I started thinking about. Yeah, Mule first. Uh, well, where I can give you recently, I, I would have punted the ball the other night in the uh, third quarter. How about that? Fourth and one? Yeah. Yeah, if I'd have got it, we'd have been smartest, gutsiest coach alive. So that's just how, that's how it goes. But, uh, yeah, I would have. I, I definitely would have punted that ball. I, that's the, that's I, was, the, I will say, 
not that I thought you should have or shouldn't have punted it. No. I was he was grilling to you on see the air, Lincoln. He was like, "What is Lincoln thinking right now?" The punter, Michael Burke. I oh, wanted to see him Michael out there, Turk. or Turk, excuse yeah. me. Uh, I was watching him in the pregame ripping him, so I was kind of looking forward to seeing him pound one about seventy yeah, yards. Can, yeah, he can he can smash it. It's it's uh, whenever it does happen, it's 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 impressive. So hopefully it doesn't happen too much. But it was uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's a gifted player. Quick timeout, Butkus Brain Teaser coming up. More of your questions for Lincoln Riley as well. Stay with us. We're at Rudy's. It's the Lincoln Riley Show. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by the Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Whether you're home gating or tailgating for the OU game, make a winning play with Tostitos Chips. Tostitos packs the crunch for a touchdown in taste. Welcome back. We're at Rudy's. Teddy Lehman, Toby Rowland, Lincoln Riley is with us as well over at the Switzer Center. And Coach, let us start this segment by saying happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Made another one. I will tell you, this guy over here is about to have a birthday. He's about to be 40, oh. and he is struggling massively. Why? Uh, he is struggling massively, Coach. It, it's, it's, it's doing rough. a number on me. I can tell. It gets a little mental at that point, right? That's what I've heard. I can remember my 38th birthday. This is the thing I remember about it. Mm -hmm. I spent all day, maybe like two days, thinking that I was about to turn 39. And then my wife reminded me that I was turning 38. It was like I gained a free year. It was awesome. Bonus but, year. Yeah, but now that I'm staring down 40, man, it's painful. It's painful. At Sooner Champs asks our Rudy's Anywhere question of the night tonight. Coach, they, he wants to know, what is the best birthday gift you have ever received? Ooh, that's a good one. Did you get a uh, BB gun as a child or a bike or anything? I don't have a ton of memory. I mean, I, I'm sure I got some good ones as a kid. I don't know that I have a ton of memories that stuck out. But a few years ago, uh, my wife at our house surprised me. It's funny because we're, we're never home during the season, so it took like two or three days to install it. I had no clue. But I, I think I had a birthday on a maybe like a Thursday night, which is typically the one evening we get to get out of here at a reasonable time and you know go see families, all that. And she had a uh, a little putting green put up in our backyard, surprised me with it. So that nice. was, uh, yeah, that was that was a pretty cool gift. Has your short game improved? Not one bit. Not <laughs> one bit. So it didn't work, but it, but it looks good. It's time for tonight's Butkus Brain Teaser, brought to you by the Oklahoma Education Association, fighting unapologetically for every student across the state, no matter their zip code. An embarrassing performance by Teddy Lehman in week one. Uh, Coach Riley smacked you down immediately. What do you have in week two? It was embarrassing. It was bad. Okay, here we go. We're going back to 2018. It's the Big 12 championship, Oklahoma against Texas. First and 10. Well, let me just say, 5-10 left in the second quarter. 
First and 10, plus 28-yard line, left hash, Texas 14, Oklahoma 6. 5-10 to go second quarter. 28, plus 28-yard line. Mm -hmm. First and 10. Left hash. Do you know it already? No, I have no idea. Okay. 14-6, Texas leads the game. For those of you in our radio audience right now, Lincoln has leaned forward in contemplation. <laughs> Chuckling over his right shoulder, now looking back down. See, he showboated week one on me. Yeah, you know? this, is, this is a tough one. 2018 Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma would go on to win that game. They trailed at this point, however, 14-6 to when Lincoln Riley dialed up the following play. What was it down the distance again? Uh, first and 10. First and 10. On a 28. Mm-hmm. Left hash. Yes. It's like he's zeroing in, folks. Starting to bite on his nails a bit mm. here. I could I offer feel like a it's, I feel like it's a – I think it was a touchdown to CD, but I'm trying to remember. He's looking up to the right. That's – that's I, think, I think, yeah, because we had a little, I think we had a little, I can't remember, it was like a little drag or a little post on, and, and the safety kind of jumped it, and I think Kyler threw it in the back of the end zone, and CD caught it. I, I think that's, I, I think that's it. It may not be, though. We'll see. Final answer? That's it. Yeah, go for All it. All right, let's roll the tape. 2018 Big 12 championship game. There is Lincoln. There is Texas. 28-yard yes, line. This is it. Yeah. Kyler play action. C.D. Yeah. Lamb back of the end zone. He's two for two. Oh, what a throw. That was. That was what a, a throw. throw. Yeah. Be honest with me, Coach. It's just you and I talking right now. Were you just toying with Teddy to make him feel a little bit better right there? No, he's got a monitor to the up and right. He was just looking at it. So, you know, that's what's going on. Yeah, Clark's dialing through those plays <laughs> Congratulations, Coach. Uh, what, what do we know about the Western Carolina Catamounts? This is your old neck of the woods over there, Coach. Yeah, it is. It is. No, a good group. Kerwin Bell's a coach. A lot of people recognize that name. Uh, put together a really, really quality staff. Uh, they played very well offensively last week. Had over 500 yards. Were really balanced. Um, you know, had over 200-plus rushing and receiving, so did a – did a nice job there, so yeah, excited to welcome welcome them in. They got a, a good program. Yeah, definitely was familiar with them, you know, with my years on the uh, other side of the state at East Carolina. So excited to, to have those guys come in and, and play, and, and uh, should be a fun one Saturday night. This probably not a good example this week. After uh, you said it's a difficult uh, environment around the facility this week, but. Whenever you've got like an FCS opponent, you've got a Nebraska game, which is going to be a big, you know, 50-year anniversary game following it. How, how do you laser focus the guys and not let things wander around? Yeah, this week, not too hard this week, I hope. Um, you know, I think it's, it's kind of like what we've said. I think it's, you know, your focus on your opponent or other things outside of that you can't control or do you really just lock in on the things you can truly control? And, I mean, I think for us it's – you know, it's a long season. You know, this is the beginning, and, and we want to take the steps to, to become a really good football team, and, and, and most importantly to us, just to become as good a team as we can be. And so, you know, the steps are 
kind of made more clear after you play somebody. You know, we know what those are, and now we've got to take them. And so um, I think there's excitement about that. And then there's – listen, there's no doubt about – I said it today at the press conference. I, it's hard to even measure, I think, every person in this program's excitement to go out there and play in front of a full stadium. I mean, that's – it's we ain't done it in a long time, you know, and, and uh, kind of thought we were going to do it last week, even though it wasn't going to be ours, and then we were here. And, and it's just – you know, it's we got a lot of other things we got to take care of and play at a high level. But man, I, I, to get out there, you know, and and for Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, Gaylord Memorial Stadium to be what we all know it is, uh, we're, we're craving that, man. There's no doubt about it. So I think the excitement to to make the improvements that we have to make as a team, putting in the work this week to get that done, and six o'clock Saturday ought to be a hell of a lot of fun. Caleb Williams down on the goal line is that is that going to be a fixture this year is that um is that something we should expect short yardage goal line quite a bit we'll see you know he's a good player uh you know he's continuing to learn our stuff and improve and uh but he's a he's a you know a bigger athletic guy that gives you a lot of options so he did a good job obviously on his one snap the other day and uh you know i think he's a he's a, a fun guy to be able to do different things with Coach, uh, as always, we thank you for your time on this Tuesday night. We look forward to seeing your team in action again on Saturday night in front of a full Owen Field. And uh, thank you for being with us. All right, sounds great. Thank you, guys. Lincoln Riley, everybody. Take a time out. We're not done yet. Teddy and I will wrap up the show here at Rudy's when we come back. Sooner Sports TV is brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Toby and Teddy back with you. Final segment here at Rudy's. Hey, Sooners fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app in order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. And how would you like to listen to our broadcast on Sooner Radio while synced up to your TV in the comfort of your home? You can. Go to SyncMyGame.com, SyncMyGame.com to find out how. Of course, we've got a pay-per-view broadcast on TV coming up this Saturday night. Uh, Chad McKee, Chuck Long, going to be on the call. I think Leslie McCaslin is on the sidelines for that. Make sure you go to Soonersports.com to find out how you can order at home or we're free. So you can listen to the Sooner Radio broadcast if you'd like. Yeah, just saying. Um, what'd you think about Coach tonight? Anything jump out at you? Yes. Uh, the environment being uncomfortable around the, what do you say? We've had a couple guys. It's not been it. a comfortable week for anybody in the building We've had a couple of guys that have had an out-of-body experience. <laughs> I love what, that. You want to def- tell oh, us what that means? I, it's just like a, it's a flashback, man. I can remember, uh, and I talked to Coach Stoops today about it, the worst thing ever is to play bad and win. The coaches are brutal. You know, whenever you lose, no, it's like – I'm going to clarify. It's great to win the game. Yes. You're saying as like a player, the, the practices practice are harder than next And week, yes. like the film sessions, because like whenever you lose, they're like trying to, okay, we've still got our goals in front of us. We got to regroup. 
But when you play bad and win, man, it is brutal. It's tough. The film watching the game, it it's it's painful. It hurts. <laughs> so that sounds like what's going on up there right now. But, you know, get their attention. The list of things coming out of that game offensively and defensively that weren't good enough is not a short one. But you've watched the game. You've seen the film back now. In your opinion, is it all fixable? Yeah, I, I, I do think it's fixable. I expect uh, Spencer Rattler to, to hone in and be sharper, more precise, better reads. Um, I expect some of the, the younger guys to, to develop and get better. Um, the, one, the one concern, major concern that I have is the offensive line. And I say major concern. I think they're going to get it right. I hope they get it right quickly because I think there's a lot of room for growth there. And if they could dial that in and get that running game going, this is, you know, this, this is a running football team. If we can get that running game back in the groove, I think we'll be just fine. Western Carolina is a FCS team. Uh, they have not had a great record of late. They fired their coach recently. And Kerwin Bell, as you mentioned, now the head coach there. I asked Curtis this last hour, but, but this isn't about a scouting report on the Catamounts this week, right? This is about Oklahoma. That's right. No, there's, there's no doubt. Um, bring your rib protector if you're the quarterback for the Catamounts because I'm telling you, when you that's, that's, in my opinion, the best thing about week one was watching our pass rush. It doesn't matter what rotation is in. They're just guy after guy after guy can get to the quarterback, and they are going to. They were all over uh, Michael Pratt, and somehow he was completing those passes. He was amazing. He he had a, it was it was great watching him play. That was fun watching uh, a kid lay it on on the line. Now he had a couple of bad moments that probably ended up costing him the game. But man, he he was tough and kept fighting to the end. But they are going to be in the backfield a bunch this week. I mean, he turned it over a couple of times. It's astonishing he didn't turn it over like seven times. Oh, as I many know. licks as he took. At and one he kept point, his guys. helmet was rolling down the field, and I was concerned his head was in it, you know, whenever he had that slide. The, the Key Lawrence hit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was uh, that was troubling. What, what about – we got a couple of minutes here. Anything from around the rest of the country that jumped out at you this week? Well, Alabama jumped out. You know, you always expect them to come out and look good. They're so talented, so well coached. But, man, I'm worried that they've got the, the best quarterback that they've had through there. Bryce Young's got it all. He's, he's got such bounce in the pocket, great arm, and obviously he's working with a, a tremendous amount of talent around him. I will say that I do think that Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A&M, all the teams that kind of surround you right now in the, the rankings, totally beatable. I think all of them are. Now, it's kind of going to be a race, just like every year is, but it's going to be a race to see who can improve the most from now until December. That's, that's the goal. A lot of teams always start off with square one, and then you start improving from that point on, and uh, that, that's going to be the race. And if we take care of the problems like Coach Riley laid out, I think we'll be okay. All right, uh, our broadcast starts for you Saturday at 4 o'clock. Of course, kickoff just after 6 p.m. Myself, Teddy Lehman in the booth, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert down on the sidelines. We will be at FanFest to kick off our broadcast on 4 p.m. And we hope you'll uh, join us at 4 p.m. on Saturday. We hope you'll join us throughout the season. We got that uh, Pizza Hut in the booth cam going again 
this year so you can see Teddy yeah. Lehman's. Teddy Lehman's big melon uh, there in front of it. I know you. everyone strategically placed me right in front of the camera. That's, you're the best-looking one oh, we've got yeah, on our right. crew, so that's uh, for the ladies. So uh, make sure you join, join us this weekend, uh, 4 o'clock for Sooner Radio, 6 o'clock for the kickoff, or purchase the pay-per-view broadcast. Again, go to Soonersports.com to see how you can order, depending on your cable or dish or satellite provider. Thank you for joining us for the Lincoln Riley Show. We'll see you next week. Boomer Sooner, everybody. Sooner Sports Talk has been presented by Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in real Texas barbecue. Sooner Sports Talk is also brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. And by Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.